to the Style Advisors podcast. Today, we are here with Ramey Brooke Sharp. She started her namesake brand in 2010 after she could not find the perfect date night top. She was in her 40s when she launched the business out of her Upper East Side apartment with a few tops and one dress. Cindy Crawford, Jessica Alba, Elizabeth Hurley, Selena Gomez, and so many more have been spotted in Ramey Brooke Pieces. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be on your, on your podcast. Let's dive right in. Do you want to walk us through your career path? Oh, sure. I'm happy to. So I did start my business out of my apartment in my early 40s. I really couldn't find that sexy top in the stores that I was shopping at without them being hugely expensive. I really liked the designer clothes and I saw a plain silk black top for a cost that I didn't think was worth it. So I came home and I said to my husband, I go, I'm going to learn how to do this myself and, and start my own company. He's like, great, go for it. Living in New York City, you have a lot of contacts with the garment center. I have a lot of friends who owned stores or worked for designers. So they actually taught me everything I needed to know when I started my business. Not everything, but they really did help me learn where to buy the fabrics, how to find a sample maker, how to find a pattern maker. So that's what I did. I just asked every friend for help. So that's what I did. And then within six months, I came up with six sexy tops, one sexy, very short dress. Mm -hmm. And once I, those products were made, I started to do trunk shows. And my first trunk show was at my sister's house in New Jersey because I figured, let, let me go to New Jersey first. The girls <laughs> may be a little nicer. My sister, yeah, my sister, like, she's a little toughy. So everyone was showing up for her or else she would like yeah. not have it. Right. So. That's the way, uh, I was like, this is the way we did it. I actually, I had my friend, one of my roommates from college, she also helped me do all the sales. All my friends were writing down orders. So I had a big support group of girlfriends to help me. I just learned on my own. I took 50 hours of QuickBook lessons because I, want, I wanted to run a responsible business and have everything properly done when I took people's credit card information. And then my friends would write down the orders. I would input the orders at night. They would pick a top, pick a color. I would go buy the fabric. And then I would bring that to my sample maker in Brooklyn and she would make it. And then I would ship it out. So it was a very homegrown <laughs> um, business that I started and not really having any idea what I was doing. But um, the girls seemed to like the the clothing. That is so. wonderful that women supporting women has been a theme in your business. Sometimes that does not happen, but at The Style That Finds Us, we are definitely about thinking that we are stronger together. True. I mean, it, it really is. And so what happened was after the initial trunk show at my sister's, then I started to do basically ask any friend I had anywhere. So <laughs> in New York, my friend had this beautiful townhouse. She offered to do a show for me. And I actually did it at the time with Molly Sims, who was making jewelry. So we did a show together. And then uh, friends in LA, Miami, Westchester. So basically, I had a huge network of women really 
happy to help, proud to be a part of it. And I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for that network of women. And then also everywhere I went, someone knew a boutique owners. They would say to me, my friend owns a store. Would you want to sell to them? And I'm like, oh, sure. Great. Um, and I realized I couldn't keep on digging into the same well and the same group of women. I, I was like, okay, maybe I'll do wholesale. And I asked my friend, um, Stephanie Greenfield, who at the time owned the store Scoop. Uh-huh. I said, how do oh. I do this? She's like, oh, just take your retail and divide it by 2.4. That's your wholesale. I'm like, okay, done. <laughs> so, you know, I, I quickly, um, she kind of gave me a one-on-one on retail math. And I learned about margins and wholesale and retail. She kind of gave me that 101 class. So I kind of understood what to do. And then I was in a few boutiques. And then after those boutiques, I got into Bergdorf's. That was my first big store. Mm -hmm. So once you're at Bergdorf's and people hear you're at Bergdorf's, they see your product at Bergdorf's, they're curious who that new kid on the block is. Mm -hmm. So it gives you some credibility, which is, I think, how the business kind of grew very fast quickly. For three years, I worked out of my apartment. We ended up hiring like four or five employees. And after three years, it was time to move to the garment center. And that's when we moved to the space that we're currently in, which we have expanded since then. But basically in 2013, I took on a, a, a bigger space. We hired a multi-brand showroom, which helped expand our business to other department stores, other boutiques around the country. And um, we started to really grow from there. And that's also when my husband really came to help because he's a private equity investor uh-huh. and he understood business. I understood fashion. Right. He understood in order to grow, I needed to be operationally sound. And that's where his expertise came in. And we started to get the operations down and we started to build our business in a um, smart and in a smart way, as opposed to just in garments that I liked. Right. So the team were able to, to help build the business and Today, we're in most of the major, if not all the major department stores, Sagamans, Nordstrom, Bloomingdale, ShopUp. We're in over 300 boutiques, and we are starting to build our international business as well. Oh, great. That's so exciting. Yeah. So after we hired the multi-brand showroom, and he, and he was awesome. I love, I love working with him. We decided it was time to bring everything in-house. So now everything we do is in-house. So our sales is in-house. Our PR and marketing is in-house. Okay. We have a, a, a great team of people who probably when I started the company in 2010, who did hear of Ramey Brooke wasn't interested in coming to the Upper East Side of my apartment. But now we have first class people who um, really have helped grow this business. It's really become this full village of strong, strong, smart people who have helped grow the business. That is great. And it seems like you are very resourceful, which we love to hear. You were able to find a white space in the market for the perfect top at the right price point. So can you tell our audience more about what a white space is in case they don't know what that is? 
Yeah. So, you know, what's interesting is I didn't know what a white space was, but to explain to the audience, it's identified as something in the market that you can't find. Right. But because I was a big sh shopper, I, I love to go into department stores and I love to shop and I shopped online. I saw this need for just something that was sexy, um, yet simple, something that I could wear with all my jewelry and jeans and at a contemporary price point, and it didn't exist. It existed if you wanted to buy Lon Vaughn or Prada or Gucci. Right. But if you didn't want to spend that money and you wanted something just as beautiful, it was very, very difficult to find. The contemporary market wasn't as savvy, in my opinion, 10 years ago. So my first collection was solid colors and everything that I could wear with my jewelry. Right. And so that was the white space that I identified. But I think what made it so um, enticing to these stores was that it was genuine because I was their customer. Right. I was that girl who was shopping and couldn't find what I was looking for. Right. So, and I think that's what Bergdorf recognized with my collection because their personal shoppers would reach out to me and say, I'm sending so-and-so up to your apartment because we don't sell that. And I know you have it. Right. So, um, and like for Bergdorf to say that, it was interesting. So what I found was the girls who were buying my stuff, yes, they liked it in black, but they also bought it in three other colors right. because they were used to shopping at a, at a level of designer and were so happy to have this great item that they felt that they could buy it in every color. So that was the white space that it would be that I didn't even go out there saying, I'm going to start this business and I'm going to look for yeah. white space. It was truly something in my life right. that I could not find. Right. You know, people do that now. That's like a great way to start a business. Oh, sure. Like a lot of these women start a maternity line because they're really unhappy with what's out there. Right. And you see it, you see it all the time. And I think those businesses that are genuine seem to be very successful. Sure. And if you look at the contemporary brands out there, even though they may have a woman's name attached to it, they aren't women designers. They aren't women who actually put on the clothes, live in it, and know what fits properly and has that lifestyle that they know what they need. Right. That makes perfect sense. That's kind of like the style that binds us. I was, I'm a wardrobe consultant, so I wasn't able to find so many pieces that I was looking for for my clients. And Delia would say, we met with this brand at Barney's, you need to come up here and meet with them. And, and so out of necessity, I started making connections with young brands who then I introduced to clients who you know, got excited about fashion again, and then they wanted to know more brands. And that's kind of how the style that binds us was formed. It definitely has to be something organic. You know, there's already enough on the market. You don't need to have any more, you know, just stuff. For right. sure. But um, yeah. we were so excited about that, your beautiful Upper East Side store that opened. Was that in September? Yeah, so we opened it officially around like a week before Labor Day day weekend in 2019 and um we i guess we took the space sometime um early summer my sister-in-law is a contractor she builds um nordstrom rack she's built um 
the Restoration Hardware in Tribeca. She's wow. like a superstar. So she was able to get this space done for us in a few months' time. So we were able to open up around Labor Day weekend and, and in the fall, which was really, really exciting. It was also fun to work with her. Oh, oh yeah. Great. So tell us what all goes into opening a retail store. A lot. There, there's, a, there's a lot that goes into it, especially when you want to build your brand and be brand appropriate. We wanted to get the proper fixtures. We wanted to get the right. proper color orange. Uh, we wanted to flow so people could enjoy their shopping experience. And this store for us was all about experience because the way I see it is you could buy almost anything you want from the internet. So there has to be a reason for you to want to go into a store. And the reason you would want to go into Ramey Brook is because of our culture and what we could offer to the customer. Right. So we offer drinks, offer candy. We have couches, we have tables. So if your husband comes with your boyfriend comes with you, or even a friend who's not interested, they can sit there and enjoy themselves. Right. We have great customer service. If you come in because that dress drove you in, they could also tell you about other colors that you may enjoy or the new denim that we're producing. They stay connected. They stay in touch. They recommend things. If you're going to a party and you love jumpsuits, they'll show you our jumpsuits. And if we don't have it, we will find it. We'll now know that you love jumpsuits. So the next season, we'll reach out to you and say, we've got this great jumpsuit. So it's all about the personal connections at Ramey Brook. And we want to make sure that we do everything we can to make your life easier. We will send you packages on consignment, which we call shop at home. We okay. will send you whatever you want. You do not pay for it. We will send you a label. We will pick it up. You keep what you want. Um, we will call you first before it goes on sale because we know you love the item and you weren't ready to buy it, but maybe you're ready to buy it if it goes on sale yeah. or if we have friends and family. So it's all about our connection because that's the way I, I like to shop. I love when people tell me things are going on sale so I could get it. Like yeah. I love a bargain. <laughs> so I, I do. And I could appreciate that as a consumer. So I come from both sides. I come from, yes, uh, we, we want to sell, but also I'm a consumer. So I understand what I'm looking for. So I want the same for my customer. Sure. And one of the things about versatility that you were talking about, buying it in every color, I feel like you do a really great job on your website with the videos where you walk people through the piece and why they should have it and how they can wear it and all of that. Thank you. I mean, I, I do feel it's important because I'm a real person wearing <laughs> the clothing with yeah. You know, a real body who's got hips, who's got a tush, you know, whatever it is. Like I explain it to people. Yeah. So it's not coming from a place of just a mass um, product that just gets out there. It's something real. What advice would you give someone looking to start a brand? One is make sure it's something that you believe in. Because when you believe in it, you really put your heart and soul into it. So it's great to have that passion. Also, ask everybody you know for advice. Mm -hmm. I carried around a pad and a pen 
to anybody I knew, a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, I didn't care who it was, if they were willing to talk to me, I felt I could learn from them. Uh And the other thing is, you know, starting a business is not easy. It, Mm-hmm. So it's, it takes um, a vision, it takes persistence, it takes hard work, and in some cases, it takes some capital. So you have to be prepared to invest in yourself um, or partner with someone who could help you grow a business for the most part. Um, and also, don't listen to the negativity out there because there are, are going to be a lot of people saying it's never going to work. It's never going to happen. So, um, because even if it doesn't happen, you believe it's going to happen. So you really should go for it because you don't want to regret that you didn't try your best. So I could always look back and be like, you know what? I I put 150% into this and I'm going to make it work. And most likely you will make it work. And then if you're not going to make it work, Go to the people who are advising you why it's not going to work and figure out how it can work. Mm -hmm. Oh, and the other thing is, (laughs) at least in in my business, so you see a lot of creative minds, but they don't have the same um, sense that they do creativity. You've actually, like, I've seen a lot of amazing designers who I absolutely love who all of a sudden don't exist anymore because something happened. Mm-hmm. And generally what happened was they are so talented, but they need somebody who understands operations and business in order for them to succeed. Mm-hmm. So it is good to find somebody who fills in where you don't have a strength. And it's important to understand nobody could do everything. You can't do everything. Right. So, and it's, you know, some people think they know everything. Nobody knows everything. <laughs> um, and it's really true. It's really true. Like there's certain things I think I know. The amount of stuff I learn on a daily basis still to this day is mind blowing. And even after 10 years and like the world just changed in one day, I had to understand and learn and figure things out. So yeah, you can't always be so set in your ways. You've got to learn how to pivot and move on and figure things out. Those are all really, really, really great points. What does the design process look like for you? What is the lead time? Right. So um, the way it works for us is we start um, like an inspirational folder and it's, it's, it's basically a six month process. So we start with our vision and our inspiration based on the season. And then we pick our color palette and our print palette so we know what the story is. And then we have a merch, a merchandiser give us a merch plan, which is based on our history of selling, but also it's based on um, financial goals that we have as well. Um, But that's more for me than my design team because they're creative visionaries. Um, and then, then we start with the sketch process and it goes from sketches to tech packs to protos. And then, so, and that all happens within a month period. And then after our protos, we really decide 
what changes to make. And most of our clothing is made overseas. So we have to take that into consideration with our calendar. Mm-hmm. And we, we fix our protos. Sometimes we have enough time to make the changes and get a second proto. And then after that, we go into SMS, which is our showman sales um, garments. And, and then we have our samples already. So that all happens with, in about six months. So that's our design process. So from the start to finish for sales purposes, we um, basically have that time period and then the sales department, it's in their hands and then it's their job to book um, the line. And then after they book it, um, we put in our orders and it takes a few months then to order fabrics and make the garments. So it's shipped on time. So the whole process for everything, believe it or not, is like a six to nine process. Six to nine months. Okay. Then you start over. Basically. Right. Yeah. So we just finished selling spring, which is February, which is, oh no, sorry. We just finished selling November, December, January, which is basically holiday and resort. Okay. So we, and we are in the process of seeing all of our samples for spring 21. And at the same time, we're now picking our colors and palette for summer of 21. Oh my gosh, a year in advance. Uh, uh, basically a year, we, we conceptually a year. Right, sure, sure. And I think our audience is gonna be fascinated in going, diving deeper into the colors and prints and inspiration. So is it, does it come from you and maybe a trip that you go on or what does that look like? Some of it does. We also have a cover-up collection and that is definitely, I'm influenced by the places that I've traveled to mm-hmm. um, and some of the islands because the clothing there and the jewelry there and it's just very sophisticated to me and fun and the cover-up collection to me represents warm weather, fun on the beach, fun at lunch, and a lot of rosé. So, <laughs> um, I'm very influenced by places that I've gone for, for that collection. And in terms of my ready-to-wear, I really believe in a buy now, wear now concept. Okay. So when I'm thinking fall, even though fall launches in August, I'm thinking, okay, what does a woman want to buy in August? Maybe they're not looking to buy a dark maroon. It's still warm and it's still really sunny. So maybe I'll think of a different color palette that's a little bit more neutral. So it is based on what I would put on my body at that time. And then we always, no matter what season it is, have classic colors. Because at the end of the day, people like to wear black, people like to wear navy blue, and people like to wear ivory. So those three colors are always available in the Rainy Brook collection, um, especially with our classic items. I feel like you have figured out so, so many, um, so many things that a lot of people have not. (laughs) Well, right. But I, I will say a lot has been through trial and error, and I've made a ton of mistakes. But to be honest with you, it's hard to learn um, if you don't make mistakes. Hopefully you can learn from other people's mistakes. Right. But 
I didn't always learn from other people's mistakes, so I was learning from my own. What would you say are your best sellers? So our best sellers truly are our classic items, and they've been almost developed from the minute I started my business. Mm -hmm. The Harriet top is a, a silk top. It's a solid top. It, it can be worn in days, and that one is, is a great seller. We have the Paris sleeveless dress, and it's also a great layering piece. And if you wanted to, you could wear it almost tunic and wear it over pants. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our best sellers are items that you could wear in multiple ways. Mm -hmm. We have, and that Paris and the Audrey dresses can be worn front and back. So if you want to wear the V in the front, you can. And if you want to wear the V in the back, you can. That's incredible. Isn't the Paris the one that Cindy Crawford wears? Yeah, Cindy loves the Paris long sleeve top. And she loves like that type of top from us. So, and, and we always do a version of that um, boho, yeah. sexy, um, flowy top. And she likes that style. Now we're going to talk about something very important and very new. And that is your Healthcare Heroes Registry. Will you tell us all about oh, that? Oh, thank you. When this all went down, um, we, we, me, everybody wanted to do something to get back to healthcare workers. And like in early March uh, or mid to late March, I would say my friends and I, we didn't know what to do. But, so we sent food to the hospitals and we dropped off pizzas. I ordered from my diner. So we were helping small right. business. We were helping restaurants and these healthcare workers were putting in a crazy amount of hours. Yes. Um, so on a personal level, that's what I was doing um, with my friends. And we all got together and every week one of us did something. So that's initially what we, you know, what I tried to do to just didn't know what to do. And then we put it out there to our company um, just with an idea of how we help healthcare workers in a bigger way. Right. What, what can we do? And so, you know, as a team, and I would say mainly, you know, our digital team came up with a great idea and they said, why don't we do a healthcare hero registry, similar to what brides do when they register when they get married. Yeah. So they could go on our website they could register for whatever they want. And then, and then we kept that at a number of 2,500 healthcare employees. They go on the registry and they click on gift to hero and they could type in their state. They could type in a name. They could type in a hospital or they could just say random. And then you get to browse through all these healthcare workers, read their stories and buy them a gift. And it goes, you could write them a note and it goes directly to their door. So it's been unbelievably fulfilling. The thank you notes that these women are writing are, are heartwarming. We post some of them on our stories and it's something that I'd like to get out there more because people really need to understand. And the joy it brings these women who are working 
16 hour days in their scrubs and keeping us all healthy and safe come home to a dress that they're so excited to wear is it's really joyous and in addition to that we decided at Ramey Brook that we're going to gift a thousand of those healthcare workers so we wanted to keep the program going so we're gifting a thousand healthcare workers in addition to that any gifter who buys something for the healthcare workers, we are giving back 20% of the proceeds and we're splitting it between two charities. We're splitting it between No Kid Hungry and Jumpstart and they're both kid related. So the No Kid Hungry is helping feed children who don't have a way of feeding, of getting their lunches or getting their food anymore. And the Jumpstart, um, has, it, it helps educate children. So we um, are giving back to both those charities. So we really wanted to find a way to cover all bases, like help the healthcare workers, make, you know, bring them joy, give back to charities, gift, when, gift the healthcare workers from Ramey Brook. So it really encompasses all type of um, charitable giving and Oh, oh, just a way to give back, really, and just a way to do our part. In such a novel way. I think it's great. I really do. Yeah, thank you. All right, so the last question is what's coming next for you? And I think that you've told us about sunglasses. I'm obsessed with all sunglasses, so I can't wait to see those. And then the fragrance that we're trying to get to, to experience as well. And then is there anything else coming up that we need to know about? Well, it, like immediately it's our, you know, Healthcare Heroes, which is super exciting. And I'm really hoping people will check it out. Um, the sunglasses, they're absolutely amazing. They are so um, in style. They're, they fit great. They're sturdy. They're not going to break. It comes with a gorgeous case. And it's like everything I always wanted in sunglasses. So well worth you know, trying the sunglasses. And their perfume is a beautiful... Um, scent and it's it's airy and it's fresh and if you like perfume and even if you don't like perfume you may want to try it <laughs> yes where can people find you online and in person so online it's ramybrook.com so that's where you find all of our products including the sunglasses and the perfume and that's the main place or if you're in New York, we have a store on Madison Avenue, 980 Madison, between 76th and 77th. So if you are traveling to New York, we're, there are three hotels nearby, Mark, the Carlisle, and the Surrey. So it's a great <laughs> area if you want to visit. Yes. Yeah. And then in, 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 um, in the department stores, you can all in their brick and mortar and on their websites. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We loved hearing all your story and all about your brand. Absolutely. Thank you. Amazing. Okay, great. Yay. Okay, well, thank you so much. Uh, thanks, girls. If you like what you heard, tell a friend about our show, subscribe to our podcast, and also scroll to the bottom and give a rating and or a review. Those are the best ways for other people to find out about our podcast. See you next time. Bye.